0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode.
1: And make sure to check out the link in the description We can find links to our Instagram and other socials. Happy listening! We like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies cause we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah! So this last week we didn't really do a whole lot around the house. Um... So I kind of had this, I don't know if it was a fleeting thought, but I was just like, we should play more games together.
0: A fleeting thought. (laughs) Like, I've been asking you to play games with me for months. Like, Christmas (laughs) time, I said, we should get each other a board game for Christmas, or some sort of new game that might be funny, something exciting to do once the kids go to bed, and... That's not just watching TV all the time.
1: <laughs> okay, so then what, what, it it appears, never happened. what it appears to have happened is you have been planting this seed and idea and somehow just my, my ADHD riddled brain has forgotten about it and then flipped it around thinking it was my own idea.
0: Yeah, except for we still don't have a new game. No,
1: we don't. <laughs> but I, like, I was looking at some of the things we do have and I was like, what if we played Monopoly together? Yeah. And, I mean, Monopoly is a game you can play for hours. I don't know if anybody's actually ever finished a game of Monopoly.
0: Sure they have. Like, I feel like there's diehard gaming people, like board game people, that would definitely sit down for hours and play it until it was finished, especially over COVID. Like, people definitely (laughs) did. And then, but I will not play that game. Because I know myself. I'm too competitive. I get too angry.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I think it's just like unfair. You cheat people. It's just a way to just hate your loved ones. <laughs> and I said to you like, no, I'm not playing that game. I want to play a game with you. Not that game. I'm sure that people have murdered each other over Monopoly before. <laughs> like, they, people have murdered each other for less than Monopoly. So... Guaranteed someone has died Because (laughs) of a bad game of Monopoly Well,
1: and it's funny because Yes, like you said Exactly that line Like I'm sure people have killed Over Monopoly So I googled it And yes, there was a family Who was playing Monopoly Like for family board game night Um, And it resulted in the entire family being dead Yeah Because the youngest kid had the entire final uh, final road and was just taxing people to shit, and the older brother snapped.
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't going to let his little sibling take him down. I
1: wanted Boardwalk.
0: <laughs> like, the only thing that makes me wonder, not the only thing, there's a lot of red flags that pop up in a situation like that. Obviously, that's, like, really <laughs> bad. But also, how do you not know? Like, wouldn't there be other telltale signs that someone is capable of that before you get into it? Yeah.
1: And even if you have to see signs before that breaking point.
0: Yeah, that they're getting just infuriated and so angry. And like, if not, why are they so good at hiding it? (laughs) If you are at your breaking point that you're ready to kill your family over a board game. How are you hiding that you're that angry? Yeah. That's scary.
1: Sometimes I have a hard time hiding the fact that I, like, had a chip when I went to the kitchen for a glass of water. So to be able to hide murderous intent,
0: that's a whole other level. Yeah. I just, I wonder what he was like, like, did they have him in soccer ever? Or, like, any other, like... (laughs) Like a scores teammate team... scores a
1: goal and he just goes and punches the kid out.
0: Yeah, just loses his shit. Like, I feel like there had to have been other, like, situations that happened throughout that kid's life that, like, were red flags and just, like, you know, maybe, maybe Jeffrey's not all there.
1: <laughs> Why, Jeffrey?
0: <laughs> Why? Or, like, I think something's wrong. With little Susie, she's just like <laughs> she's got a few screws loose. Like, well,
1: yeah, you called her little Susie.
0: Don't don't play like <laughs> any board games with her.
1: So she af- can
0: play solitaire, <laughs> and that's it.
1: You play by yourself, and that's <laughs> it. So after I looked up like Monopoly murders, I was I kind of just spiraled down this hole of just like weird murder motives, mm-hmm. which it's kind of a macabre thing to like look up. But uh, one of the weirdest ones that I read about was there was a man, grown-ass man, living with his mother, and she had connections through a work colleague to get, uh, like, VIP box tickets to an Avril Lavigne concert. Yeah. And he was like, Mom, Mom, get me these tickets. I really want to go see Avril Lavigne. I need to see Avril Lavigne. (laughs) She was like... I'm not going to put that onto my friend to get my grown son Avril Lavigne tickets for free. Yeah. I I will not. I cannot do that. And he murdered his mother for not getting her friend to get him box tickets to Avril Lavigne.
0: Again, like, I, it makes me wonder, first of all, like, you're living with this this person and they're past the age where most people move out of their parents house way past how do you like how do you not know that something might be up with them and be like there's something wrong with this person I'm gonna tread lightly you know like not ruffle the feathers maybe say something like oh sure I'll ask and then just hope that they forget about (laughs) it and in the meantime like buy yourself some tickets to get that F out of there or it's like yeah
1: I'll ask her Oh I'm so sorry The tickets were all gone No see
0: I-, I would still think That he might kill her for that <laughs> Even if she had asked And the person was like No I can't do that Sorry like My job has its own limitations Like I wish I could But you know I'm just, I'm just not allowed To give out tickets or something I still think that this guy Would probably kill For Man. that I think your best game plan Is to One Be aware that your son Is is not okay and might kill you <laughs> and two pretend for as long as you can to buy time that you are going to get him those tickets and in the meantime just like start a new life get on somewhere the first
1: else. train to Siberia and just get as far away as you can
0: and it's just also makes me wonder if someone is willing to kill because they couldn't get tickets like it's almost a scarier thought to think like what if they did
1: yeah i mean because
0: like i think diehard fans are ruthless to other fans because they just are so wanting to prove themselves that like if they proved everybody that they are the best fan that they are the most worthy fan that's some miraculous thing will happen that they'll become bffs with the person that they're fanning over that'll happen so I just feel like you see it all the time. People are just like, like, F you. You're not their biggest fan. I'm their biggest fan because X, Y, Z reason. <laughs> so get bent. I'm the best fan.
1: I bought a denim jacket and painted his face all over it. <laughs> I'm the biggest fan.
0: So I just wonder, like, in a way, kind of like good thing he didn't get to go. Yeah, because
1: well, yeah, there have been plenty of artists who have gotten harmed or even killed. Mm-hmm. At their concerts by Obsessed fans Yeah Like I'm thinking It was Only a couple of years ago I cannot remember What the artist's name is But she was just performing And she got shot At her own concert And Wow Yeah So like imagine if this guy goes And he's just like VIP box seats So that's like pretty
0: Close Pretty
1: prestigious Seats And we could we could have lost our second Avril Levine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Also, what happened to him? Did he just like get arrested, or did he yeah, kill I, himself? Or I,
1: I missed that part of the article, but uh, one of those two, he's definitely like either got in trouble or unalived.
0: Yeah. Well. Also, how would you feel if you were Avril Levine if you found out about that? Like, if you found out someone was so desperate and also had such a violent streak that they were so angry that they couldn't go to your show and see you, that they were willing to kill their own mother.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being an artist. Like, Ariana Grande had that show where...
0: Yeah, there was a shooting. Yeah,
1: and the fact that, like, people are there to see you or the fact that people are... Uh, unable to see you and take such extreme actions
0: yeah you know I've been thinking a lot lately because the Grammys just happened it and is. um, I can't help but think like how hard sometimes it must be to be a celebrity especially on the red carpet There's so much pressure and like you've got people screaming at you. You've got people like wanting you to pose and look flawless for their photos. They're asking you all these questions. Like there's just so much happening and it makes me wonder like about where's the humanity, you know? Like it's almost like they're animals the way that they're treated. Like the idea that someone is willing to kill another human being because they couldn't see you or on the red carpet like Taylor Swift was walking the red carpet and a photographer was like losing their shit because someone was in the way fixing her dress or something and she had to be like it's okay I'm gonna be here for a while everyone will get their chance to take a picture of me it's good we're good like just calm down like you know and it's just crazy to me to think that Like, she's such a spectacle to be that big of a deal that people are willing to just verbally abuse other people or scream things like, get the fuck out of the way. I'm trying to take this person's picture. And, like, you have to reassure them, like, you're going to get a picture of me. It's okay. Calm down. Like, that's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, like, it's got to be a weird lifestyle, especially in America. Mm -hmm. I feel like in, like, England, it's a little less extreme unless you're, like, the top of the top. Yeah. But, I mean, even Harry Styles has done his own grocery shopping in England. Yeah. So it's, like, definitely way tamer everywhere else. But uh, I I see that as, like, yeah, that's one crazy night. Like, you go to this red carpet event, and that's a crazy night of all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have, like, your online... uh, Drama. Drama and stalkers and like people who take your presence too far yeah but i don't know if i can quite sympathize with the how hard it must be to be a celebrity because at the same time like they go home to their mansions and like well yeah they could buy six dozen eggs easily (laughs) and not have to worry about
0: yeah of course but i mean like if you are a successful artist and then you have to pay for that with your own humanity. You are no longer a person, you are an icon, and you have to constantly be just on your A game all the yeah, time. I and can it's ima- like a ridiculous expectation. Yeah,
1: I can imagine it's hard differentiating the person and productness yeah. of celebrityism. But, like, maybe because I've never experienced it before and never will. <laughs> but. I have to believe that there there are many worse things
0: out there. Well, obviously. <laughs> I am not saying that there aren't. I'm just... When I see this stuff happening and the fact that you have to remind people that, like, calm down... You
1: are such an empathetic person, though. I remember you uh, watching, like, clips from the Grammys. Like, when Harry Styles was giving a speech and people were standing up saying, like, Beyonce should have won. Yeah, And I being will... like... Uh, motherfucking again. Yeah. And, like, how you went on, like, a four-day spiral.
0: I was distraught.
1: About (laughs) how, uh, like... I was
0: losing sleep over it. The
1: actual meaning of the the speech and, like, how would you feel when all this, like, technical malfunctions happen? You're in a crowd full of, like, A-list celebrities and...
0: Yeah, and, like, I'm not going to get into it here. I feel like at this point it's kind of old news, but there's been several celebrities that I just see how they're treated and kind of the shift that's happening in society with, like, feminism and how there are certain things that are off limits now to for, like, reporters and interviewers and all that when they're speaking to females. But now that same, like, over-sexualized attention has been just put on to the men and it's still not right and I still it's very aggravating because true feminism is equality for everyone like a man and a woman should be given the same opportunities we should be treated the same and that goes for all genders and all associations and I just am getting so angry at seeing things like not taking their actual art seriously it's like this person is here for a reason, they have made themselves known. There are a ton of people that appreciate and value the work that they do. And here you're just saying, like, well, you're so sexy. It's like, thanks, I guess. Like, how do you expect them to respond?
1: No, red carpet questions are the worst. You're telling me I think it was Timothy Tim- Chalamet that you were telling yeah, me. Yeah,
0: I know. I was just gonna get into that because it it really pisses me off because um so he's on the red carpet and someone was just like oh it looks like you've taken some style inspiration from Harry Styles as if like no other man is allowed to dress in floral without it being (laughs) Harry Styles thing right and of course I love Harry I love him in floral I love you in floral like I, I think a man in floral is a nice look and just because a man wears floral doesn't mean that they're stealing someone's like niche or like Signature it's look a pretty right
1: common pattern
0: exactly and so they're just like obsessing over the fact that he must be taking style tips from Harry Styles and he's just like Oh, I mean like yeah he dresses nicely like he's a well-dressed dude whatever yeah. like because what else are you supposed to say and then <laughs> so she gloats about Harry Styles for too long when you're talking to another famous person that has done their own things and have like has earned their own respect in Hollywood right yeah and then the interview goes on and it's just like obnoxious and annoying and she's all like oh i googled like i don't know the best looking or prettiest boy or like who's the pretty like america's Hot, hottest pretty, pretty boy. boy something like that something about pretty boy that was the main thing and it was like sean mendez or something and um and she was just like so how come it wasn't you it's like because, you know, he decides what Google is going to answer your question <laughs> with. Like, what? how would you respond to that? Kind
1: of just like lowbrow questioning that like red carpet reporter reporters is a very loose. Term, yeah. Like resort to because they're just looking for drama. And I feel like they put all these questions like instigating.
0: Oh, yeah. Hoping sure.
1: that he says something bad about King Harry.
0: Hoping that their publicist didn't prepare them enough and that they're going to slip up and not know what to say and like either throw shade at someone accidentally or gloat too heavily about something or be too arrogant about something that they can then spin it or make some weird clickbait shit about. And (laughs) it's just the absolute fucking worst because after Harry won his Grammys, like the most blown up. Thing that I saw uh, After he had won right So it's after he's got his awards in his hand Whatever and they're all like oh we've got to get An interview with him because you know He's the best album of the year that's the Most prestigious award Harry is
1: this year's best boy
0: And then what was Like the main question that got Put out there the most that I saw anyway Along the internet was Like how do you Feel winning against Beyonce and like (sighs) was throwing out Beyonce to him. And, like, what do you want him to say? Like, what are you expecting him to say in that moment? Are you expecting him to throw himself under the bus so that he can be picked apart more by the Hive? Because, no.
1: (laughs) They're vicious enough.
0: Like, what do you want him to say? Be like, um, like, I'm thankful for this award. Do I think another artist should have won ahead of me? I don't know, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, like, they're also asking him to discredit his own Work.
0: Work, yeah. And
1: it's, it's garbage. It's just, I don't it's garbage. know, like,
0: what happened. And maybe it's because there's not really much paparazzi anymore. Like, back before, everybody had a phone on them. And you could just, like, take pictures. Or even celebrities just putting their own content out on social media. Yeah. You had to rely on the paparazzi for tabloid photos. And the gossip in your magazines and stuff. Now that celebrities can kind of do their own paparazzi <laughs> um, <laughs> Paparazziing. um you you kind of need that to be more in your reporting style yeah. so that you can get still some sort of dirt or something worth gossiping about instead of actually interviewing these celebrities because you're interested and because you know their following is interested in true genuine answers
1: yeah. to questions that yeah. actually
0: mean something
1: um so s- Speaking of how like Weird And messed up Hollywood is Yeah Um Unrelated Nope Different side of like Music But um Did you see that Uh Leo had another Leonardo DiCaprio Leo. Yeah Oh of course Leo Yeah Um You know Can't be with anyone under Over 25 Leo Yeah s- again
0: yes I did and you know what of course I have my opinions on this as well (laughs) Um, would I have a podcast if I didn't (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I considered myself a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan yeah Um, he's done a lot of great work he's a great actor
1: well and especially when it was that like overcoming his denial of an Oscar
0: yes and um and you know Leo was kind of Beyonce for the movie <laughs> industry for film because he was robbed of Oscars for so many years and like Beyonce has what been up for a Grammy 4 times and hasn't won so it's kind of ridiculous yeah um So in a sense, they have that kind of similarity, if you can imagine that. But this was like, what, 10 years ago that he won his Oscar? Something like that. Something like that. And it was a long time coming. And I remember rooting for him and everything. Anyway, I can't defend him. Like, I'm so disgusted. It's not okay.
1: He is so old now. Yeah. And the fact that he is dating somebody... 10 years younger than me. Yeah. Like, more than 10 years younger than me. Yeah. I cannot imagine dating somebody 10 years younger than me.
0: Well, and for the length of time that he dates these women, it's not like he has a genuine connection. No. Like, Sarah Paulson and her wife, or partner, I don't know if they're married, they've been together for a long time. And there is a pretty significant age gap there. But clearly, they actually have a true, genuine connection yeah they have very loving supporting connection and it's lasted this long clearly in their partnership they are like actually benefiting in a from their partnership right yeah whereas leo how on earth what are you getting out of this relationship like (sighs) clearly not much because what it lasts like two years maybe
1: something like that it's just it takes him from a reputable actor with a great career to be respected and just turns him into a, like a predatory creep. Yes. And like it it emotes the same thing of Toby McGruber. Yes. Like for forever we have been not big Toby Maguire fans.
0: No. And I never understood how they were like BFFs because I was just like Leo seems so sweet and like chill and funny and actually talented and not hideous looking (laughs) And, um, (laughs) um, and you know when you would see video footage of him interacting with people and stuff he seemed like a fairly genuine caring person whereas toby yeah, like, just looks like he's trying to kill everybody all the time yeah
1: like whenever like a paparazzi would be taking a picture of leo yeah he he at least has like a kind face yeah and then there's that like i
0: Death just think i just think of the, the three
1: Spider-Man <laughs> paparazzi where tom holland's like waving and cheerful andrew garfield gives like a respectful nod like here's your picture yeah and then toby Maguire. If looks could kill.
0: Like, honestly, that is a look that would give me nightmares. Like, it <laughs> looks like it belongs in a serial killer documentary. It's scary. Yeah. And I never understood it. And there was also... Um, I can't remember the name of the title. Like, the title of the movie that was based off a true story. The gambling... Uh,
1: Molly's Game?
0: Yes. Um, and... Just about, like, obviously the true story. He was allegedly one of the people involved in that. And the character in the movie that is based off of him is just, like, awful and, like, gross. And so it's just, like, honestly doesn't surprise me. But then this is happening with Leo when he's constantly dating younger and younger girls. And it gives you, like, a Harvey Weinstein feel. And it's just, like... You're clearly taking advantage of your status and your money mm-hmm. over these young up-and-coming girls. Well,
1: And so that reminds me of... There's kind of a a new recent drama uh, with uh, the movie Bullet Train that came out. Because... Uh, what the hell is her name? Joey King? She's like... Uh, I just remember when she was like a, a young kid, mm-hmm. but now she's like twenty something. Was and she the
0: one that was like in Ramona and Beezus? I think so. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver in yeah the Avengers, um, they were alleged to have hooked up in in that okay um like that time period, but he is married to uh, somebody who's like twice his age. Right. And like people, this is one of those times where people are like, you know what? I support this one because your twice your age wife definitely groomed you and like married you at 21 because she was a director and all that. Right. And
0: there's like signs that there's a a manipulation situation happening. Yeah,
1: Like similar, like much older hollywood person with this young yeah. like welcome to the industry thing
0: well and they know i remember at that age like the attention you want at that age and especially if you're in a situation where it's like you could be with an a-list celebrity and go to all these cool parties and meet all these cool people and You know, the money and the lavish, just the lavishness of the experiences that you're going to have, like the trips that you could take, the houses that you'll go visit, like the fashion, all of it. I can't imagine at that age not just being so overwhelmed in the excitement of the opportunity that it's just like, yeah, I guess I'll fuck this guy.
1: (laughs) Or in his case, yeah, I guess I'll fuck this old woman.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um. I I, I feel like it was on like Graham Norton's show, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, his wife, and John Travolta were there, and again I think it was Graham Norton, but it was just like so you met your wife on this, and then they were talking to each other, and the confusion on John Travolta's face as he is putting it together that <laughs> this is not his mom but his wife, yeah, um, is. It's one of the funniest clips. Yeah. Like, I feel like we should, like, link it, like, put it on Instagram for people to see because it's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that that meme where the lady is, like, staring off and there's all the math above her head.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) He goes through all the stages of, like, grief. Uh, Like, there's anger and confusion and denial, then acceptance, like
0: like he finally pieced it together. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I just I just think that there's no way at this point that Leo doesn't know what he's doing and that he's actually entering these relationships because he might truly love them and that he wants to and sees a future with them and is like benefiting from the partnership and is also providing emotional benefit to the relationship for the partner as well. Like I feel like he's just like I've got power, I've got money, I can have whatever girl I want. It doesn't matter how old she is, as long as she's legal. Yeah. And that's. I, I can't
1: imagine he's very kind behind closed doors either.
0: Well, yeah. After just the chain of just the people he's been dating over the last few years, there's a reason that they're not staying with him. Yeah. And like, they're probably so starstruck at first and just flattered. At the idea, like, oh my gosh, Leonardo DiCaprio is interested in me. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but why though? Like.
1: Like, we all want to come along and just say, like, paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. And then you get to become that French girl. And then you're just disposable.
0: Yeah. It's just disturbing. It's. And honestly, why is it being, like, obviously online like us we're all talking about it and being like this is wrong like what the fuck but you don't see as much from like the actual like again the reporting like perspective of it and you just reflect back at like Taylor Swift in her 20s and she was being slut shamed constantly because of how many people she was dating and like oh she's just dating these people to write songs about them and blah 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 blah. It's
1: like, yeah, but look how many bangers she wrote.
0: Look how many bangers she wrote, but also like she's in her twenties and she's she's allowed to date, you know? Yeah. And then now you have this predator out there and it's just like, oh whatever. Like we don't see it. Oh what predator? Oh not <laughs> Leo. Like what?
1: Man. Hollywood is fucked.
0: It's so bad. It's so unfortunate to watch too because sometimes I just think I wish that I had the opportunity that some of these just like airhead reporters have that they take for granted the amount of just horrible interviews that I have watched or listened to where they're interviewing such a talented individual and they're being like oh so who are you dating? oh um I see that you have been wearing a similar fashion to this person. Is that because you hope to aspire the same level of fame as this person? Oh, that's nice. Oh, so um, what's your next song going to be about? Is it because of your breakup? Oh, like just it's so bad. Oh, are you really happy that you beat so-and-so who's really good at what they do? Should you have won that, though? Maybe not. <laughs> Why aren't you considered the prettiest boy?
1: Can you please find your way to a Hollywood red carpet <laughs> and do that voice? And no matter who comes up to you but why aren't you the prettiest
0: boy? Why aren't you the prettiest boy? You know, I Googled prettiest boy. I mean,
1: it wasn't you. <laughs> what? It wasn't you. Why no. is that? No, it
0: wasn't you. No, like I want to know like what inspired them I want to know what keeps them going I want to know like when you're in the mood to create how do you get to that headspace do you have like a meditation ritual like do you have shower thoughts like the rest of us (laughs) like if you have a shower thought or maybe you're a late night thinker like I'm a late night thinker almost all of my best ideas happen to me when I'm just like brain shut the fuck up I'm trying to sleep but then it's like but this is such a great idea I
1: swear to God the amount of times that we are, it's like we've been watching TV. We just watched our shows, and then we're like, you know what? Let's go to bed. Yeah, I'm. It's late. I'm tired. The second you lay down, it's like that metaphor where it's like when a woman lays down, all of the memory slots just slide into place, yeah. and it lights up this motherboard. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, constantly thinking and saying things, and I'm just like, oh my god, I. I have to fight to stay awake just to hear your sentence.
0: Yeah. The worst part though is like, it'll be silent and my brain will just be like motoring along. Just go, go, go. And I'm just like, all right, we're going to go to sleep soon. And then usually it's right before I'm about to like finally lose, lose consciousness that I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a great idea.
1: <laughs> okay. Cronk.
0: <laughs> For real. That's how it is. It's like, the guy in the diner moment all the time. He never paid his bill. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And it's like, there's so many good ideas that I know that I've had right before I'm about to mm-hmm. fall asleep. But I'm so tired and so desperate for sleep that I am like, I'll remember it in the morning. And I wake up and I'm like, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need to make a little, you need to get a journal beside the bed.
0: But see, it, then I would need a light or just like in the process of finding the notepad and... And even using a voice memo, turning my phone on and having the bright light, I'd be starting my sleep routine with my own brain all over again. And that's too much work because it's like an hour. (laughs) I can't start that over again every time I have a good thought.
1: The desperation in your eyes (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) The struggle is so real. Everybody that has anxiety understands me right now. Do
1: you want to know what my nighttime routine is?
0: Uh, head hits the pillow and you're out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's so hard about that?
0: God, I wish. The amount of times- I could lay
1: down on this hard floor. I know. Close my eyes and be asleep.
0: I'm aware. And the amount of times because you're also a snorer- Hey, now. I'm letting everybody know that you're a snorer and I'm sitting here trying to turn my brain off fighting the urge to just create a movie with all my great thoughts write a book in the middle of the night i don't know what my brain's thinking we should be doing and it's like an hour you're snoring away and i'm just thinking like fuck this guy just bragging about how he's asleep over here
1: (laughs) that's what snoring is it is just loudly
0: being like guess who's asleep a a certain dominance
1: that's just like i'm already there you wish you were here.
0: you wish that you could sleep like me (laughs) and you know what's the worst thing too i have no problem falling asleep like instantly on the couch no problem it's the second that i go to my bed where you know i can actually have a restful full night good sleep without killing my back or you know fucking up my shoulder like i somehow managed to do (laughs) that that's where i get actual sleep like instantly yeah It's (laughs) it's <laughs> bullshit.
1: So speaking of fucking up your shoulder, I don't know why I'm telling this story because it just emphasizes how old my body thinks I am.
0: Your body uh, thinks you're so much older than you really are. I
1: know. Like, I, I cannot give a legitimate reason why. It's because you
0: don't eat your vegetables.
1: I do. I eat so many vegetables. <laughs>
0: it's because you don't doing, take your vitamin.
1: I take a vitamin at least once a week.
0: Maybe once a month. Twice a month. At
1: least once a month.
0: I I try. I I try. (laughs) Okay. So, my story.
1: I, and I have to say, it's not a great story, but it's just funny that I can accept the humor in it now. Um, We were cleaning the kitchen. You're folding some laundry. I was doing dishes, wiping off the counters. Yeah. I went through all this, bending over, getting up, all this. Fine. Nothing. The very last. Thing Like we were heading out the, the door to go do something afterwards. I picked something up and went to put it in the garbage. I bent over like not even like a, like maybe 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I felt such a sharp pain all throughout my back. And I immediately just like cried out, dropped to the floor in pain. And now another thing people need to know about you... On top of your inability to sleep, you have an inability to properly process difficult situations. Because I, like, if I'm in pain, sometimes you will laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you'll just, like, stand and stare because you're just like, I'm running this through all of my catalog of how to handle this, and I apologize, but I just have no appropriate response to this. This is why
0: I will never volunteer to be, like, a first aid representative at work, because I'm 100% confident that I cannot do it. <laughs> like, 100% confident that I can't, I have zero confidence in myself that and I could.
1: It's weird, because it's not like you're sitting there being like, oh, get up, you're not hurt. It's just, I don't know how to respond to this, so I'm going to go back to folding laundry, so at least I can be productive there.
0: Well, to be fair, you are also very dramatic.
1: I am a little bit.
0: You throw (laughs) such a scene, and even when I'm trying to be helpful and I'm trying to be like, well, you know, the position that you're laying on the floor (laughs) in isn't going to help your muscles (laughs) stop spasming. (laughs) So I'm, like, trying to tell you, like, okay, try and, like, move your arms this way. Try and get your body flat instead of scrunched up Which funny.
1: I feel like it's the physical equivalent of being, like, you just need to calm down, though. Because <laughs> I just couldn't. Um, but that was that's beside the point. Like, all of this, it's just funny. But the fact, the true, like, cherry on top of this situation, we have a new puppy who is still a little shit. And what does she do as you're just like observing, being like, I tried to help. I don't know what else to do. Um, I'm sitting on the ground, unable to move. And she just comes and sits her ass down right on my forehead.
0: I don't know what her deal is, but she's constantly just shoving her coochie in everybody's face. And all the time.
1: If I could have moved, like. I I fear for how I would have reacted.
0: Like, I don't understand, though. Like, I don't know if it's a female dog thing. Like, you know how everybody's like, oh, male dogs, they'll just like hump everything. They'll hump your leg. We've never had an issue with Buster humping stuff. Never. I can never. I can't even think of one time I've seen that dog hump anything. Yeah. But this bitch (laughs) is constantly like, do you want to smell my crotch? Here. (laughs) No. Here. Look at this. Look at this. Come, look it. Oh, you want this? And it's like anytime her and Buster are playing, first thing she does, sit on his head. <laughs> Shove her just ass right into his face. And like as a dog, I'm sure he appreciates it and he likes it. He's all like, uh. oh, yeah, hi, how are you? This is great. For the us, I'm on the floor trying to do a workout and she's just like, want to see my ass? I'm like, get <laughs> fucked. Get out of here. And
1: I'm there in like one of the worst pains i felt i understand that i am dramatic i embrace it i accept that but it was one of the more painful back spasms i have had and then i just have this dog's ass in my face
0: <laughs> yeah but you know what even with that happening i didn't laugh
1: and i appreciate that so much
0: like this was happening and i was watching it and i was just like I don't have enough fucking energy to handle this right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can't deal with this. Also, I just, I feel like the way you react to stuff is why we would be so screwed if there was ever an apocalypse situation. (laughs) You would, like, trip and fall and be like, I can't get up, I guess I'm just gone to the zombies. You You wouldn't even try. Well,
1: guess I'm dead. You you tripped over like a rock. Yeah, I'm a goner though, I guess. Yeah, but like the zombies
0: are like back there behind a fence. Like it's going to take them a good long while before they break through. Just leave me to die. This is my fate. I'm done. Save yourself. (laughs) This is my sacrifice.
1: (laughs) And then you turn it around. You just don't want to be with me, do you?
0: I feel like... (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, this is because you just want a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) This is what divorce is in a post-apocalyptic world, is just take me, zombies. It's a better fate.
1: (laughs) Well, at least you'll want me for my brains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst.
1: (laughs) Okay, speaking of zombies, uh, we have been... (laughs) We've been watching The Last of Us. They're
0: not zombies. They're infected. It's a
1: fungal brain infection. They are the infected. They are not zombies. <sighs> We've been watching The Last of Us, and once the whole show is out, we're going to talk about it. But we do want to like backtrack a couple of episodes and talk about episode three.
0: Yeah, because I feel like it kind of just stands alone as its own story without getting into... The whole full picture story that oh. it's like yeah this one deserves its own conversation without talking about everything.
1: It deserves everything. Everything it deserves an it deserves its own egot. It
0: is just. It was so moving. It was like have you ever felt that much like emotion and like heartwarming? Like, the heart warmth that you would get from that. Just, like, the beautiful story in the middle of a post-apocalyptic world.
1: No. And I feel like like people have been having polarizing opinions on this episode. Some of them, me included, best episode of television ever. Yeah. And some people are like, I don't want none of that gay shit in my television.
0: I roll. I Side wrote. eye. <laughs> Side eye.
1: But I think that it is such a, a great development off of the brief story we got in the game. Yeah. Uh, so you have not played the game. I've played the game. And then recently I also just like rewatched somebody playing the game. Yeah. Um, just to kind of refresh in. Um, so in the game, you come across Bill, you meet Bill. In the game. Yeah. And you do not meet Frank. Frank is... Already dead. Already dead. Because in the episode, they kind of have a fight in the street. And then they make up. In the game, they don't. They split. Um, And... It is not explicitly stated that they have a romantic or otherwise relationship. Um, Apart from... When they take his truck out of the city, uh, Ellie finds the magazine. Is like, why are these pages stuck together as they do in the show?
0: Yeah. Um, well, not just any magazine. It it's gay men magazine.
1: Yeah. Um, so I feel like there are people who missed that or that just went over their head.
0: It's because they, they only see what they want to see.
1: But I mean, she says, how does he walk with that thing? And it's in Bill's truck. Yeah. And the pages are stuck. It's not subtle.
0: No. I saw this. I, you showed me the clip from the video game. Like, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, but we're also fully accepting of it. To be that... I don't understand it. I don't understand how people can be that, like, ignorant and choose to be that ignorant and, like, just not see it. But I feel like it's a true choice into, like, just choosing not to believe what's right in front of you yeah because they just don't want to
1: yeah that kind of reminds me there was a an experiment with uh people in a rainforest who did not have a word for the color blue
0: yeah we watched this this experiment yeah
1: and so like they didn't they were told to pick out the the color and they couldn't yeah so it's the same thing people who refuse to accept yeah. homosexuality they just don't see it
0: yeah they avoid it and when they're forced to see it like in the show it forced them to actually see two men loving each other it was too much for them to handle because they were just like no i've gone this far in my life just being like fuck that i'm not listening i'm not yeah. seeing whatever and then and like especially if they did play the game i feel like their own homophobic ways and the way that their brain thinks is just like, I loved this game. How could I love this game if there was any ounce of homosexuality in it?
1: Which is really funny because Ellie is gay. (laughs) (laughs) The main character is gay.
0: (laughs) They would probably just choose not to see because they're like, oh, well, that's just a kid. It's just a phase or whatever excuse they've given themselves.
1: Yeah. People.
0: (laughs) But like the... I... We were obviously crying by the end of it, but it wasn't like...
1: I had four different periods where I was crying in this episode.
0: I wasn't... At the end, first of all, I saw the suicide right from the beginning. Like I knew that as soon as he was like, today's my last day, we're going to get married, and then you're going to crush these pills in my drink, and then I want to fall asleep in your arms. Yeah. I knew. There was no way... That Bill was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to carry on after you. <laughs>
1: there and just was no way.
0: Because it's like, why would you? And I, like, I said, there, like, why? Why would you bother? Like, you two have been together. You've only had each other for this amount of time. For, like, 20 you've years. experienced this love and this life and you've built this for each other. Why would you go back to just being by yourself? It's not like the real world where if your spouse dies, you still have, like, your kids or your family members or like whatever else you're living for yeah this world has nothing else so (laughs) i was like if i were him i would take the pills too
1: and then he did
0: he did and i was like and then i was just like this is so beautiful because one they are choosing how they go they're not letting you know the virus take over or allowing themselves to get killed or having the heartbreak of losing your partner and then carrying on without them yeah they're peacefully choosing to die with each other and to end their story the way they want to. Mm-hmm. And two, I was just like, you never see this in a post-apocalyptic world. It's always about the loss, the heartache, the means of survival, losing sense of humanity. In this, is like they built this life together that otherwise they wouldn't have had. Frank, maybe. I don't know where he came from, but there's no way that Bill would have ever been able to come out and be his true self where he lived and with the people that was around yeah. him. He was in a small town.
1: He was a small town, survivalist. Yeah. A uh, Little bit loopy. Uh, like, in the old world, he, he wouldn't have even allowed people in. Yeah. Let alone a potential partner.
0: Yeah. And let alone a potential partner that was the like the partner that he wanted like he yeah. probably would have just settled with a woman because that's what society pressured him to have in the first place. Yeah. Whereas this it was just like societal rules aren't a thing anymore. Like nobody yeah. cares. Everybody's just doing what they have to do to survive. They're not really stopping to be like, "Oh, I'm homophobic and what you're doing disturbs me because I'm an idiot." <laughs>
1: I uh I I really liked this episode because like how incredibly lucky is Bill that it was Frank that fell into that hole. Yeah. I mean, it could have been anybody. It could have been somebody trying to take over his camp. It could have been uh like
0: Well, and that's what always happens, right? Yeah. In every other like in Walking Dead, at one point or another, Someone that you trust is going to stab you in the back or something's going to happen to them. You can't trust anybody. This is the end of the world. You just have to do what you have to do for you. And that's it. So the fact that one, it was Frank who was a truly genuine person that actually cared about Bill and that they could build this life together is amazing the fact that it wasn't just some crazy person that wanted to steal his resources or to report back to their like head honcho guy at their camp to come and kill him and take everything like there were so many things that normally play out in this kind of story that didn't and it was really refreshing
1: yeah and it was really nice because on top of it being a very beautiful love story it was also like you said it was them in this tragedy and end of days redefining their humanity Mm -hmm. like how bill had his street he had his little bit that he kept guarded and safe yeah and frank was like well i'm gonna go rebuild the boutique the boutique because what's the point of living if or what's the point of surviving if we're not living yeah yeah Like, you show love by protecting me. Cool. I show love by giving you something beautiful. Mm -hmm. By trading away a gun for a berry.
0: Yeah.
1: Something that arguably is not going to help us, but it's a luxury.
0: Yeah, that we We can enjoy. We
1: are living.
0: Yeah. And honestly that strawberry scene was so beautiful the giddiness I know of eating the strawberry it was so sweet
1: I I love Nick Offerman because he's such a stern badass Yeah but he can just get so giddy and like His giggle Oh I know like when when Ellie is reading the the note yeah, he it's does like cuz everyone <laughs> else would have died <laughs> 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 like I I have fallen in love with all of the TikToks and like Instagram videos of people cutting away from Ellie going, <laughs> everyone else would have died. <laughs> to clips of him in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Giggling. Because it's just such a unique giggle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 it fills my heart with joy. That whole, his, his
0: that whole episode filled my heart with joy. Because, okay, I remember play by play. How it went down. Again, I'm not familiar with the game. Yep. So every episode, it's all new to me. The characters are new to me. Their story, their background, all of it is brand new. Which has its benefits, I think. I like being yeah. able to experience it for the first time. And so I see him. I'm like, oh, before I even see Nick Offerman, I'm like, oh, there's this bunker. This is, this is going to be Nick Offerman. I knew he was in it, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, is this going to be him? And you're like, yeah. So I was like really excited about that. And then I was like, "Oh, he's all alone though." And I was sad for him because he was all by himself, just like in this bunker and
1: eating dinner, watching yeah the infected and get again destroyed. from
0: watching shows and movies like this, you know someone's alone for too long, what that can do to your head. And I'm like, he's gonna go in- he's gonna go insane being alone. And then Frank falls into his hole. I'm like, oh my god they're gonna fall in love
1: well first we see who frank is yeah and it's the guy from white lotus and yeah. we saw him in uh, something else he too. was in the chippendales show
0: oh yeah yeah yep yeah. and anyway so we discover who he is and i'm like we're seeing him everywhere that's crazy but like cool because i really like him as an mm-hmm. actor he's really good and so then the next thing is, like, the dinner scene, I'm like, oh, they're going to fall in love, and he doesn't have to be alone anymore. And then you had this kind of look on your face. I was like, something's going to happen to Frank. And you were like, eh. and And so that's going on. It's going on.
1: <laughs> and you know that, like, when we're watching, and you're like, is this going to happen? I'm like, eh.
0: And you're like, that just, means yes. just You're like, just watch. And I'm like, but I don't want to see this happen. And then it's that part where there's that little bit of an invasion. There's this, like, shootout scene right and yeah. then frank runs out into the street and i'm thinking oh my gosh he's going to get shot and die and he's going to bleed out in the street and i'm thinking that's how he's going to go and um and obviously that's not what happens and i'm like oh good he survived that maybe he's not going to die maybe they're going to live fine and i loved how it showed the years going by and they were still together yeah. and it would ha- they would have a little problem but then they would get resolved and they'd have a little problem yeah. and be resolved And we saw them build this life together and have, like, basically just a marriage through this and have each other and everybody has problems and they work through it and love each other so deeply. And then, obviously, like, he's – Frank gets sick and I don't know what he had. I can't Uh, remember. I
1: think it was, like, ALS or something.
0: Yeah, and you just see him, like, not being able to do anything and how – how bill is taking care of him and he's like doing all the little decorative things that he never gave a shit about before like how he was watering the plants and like taking care of all the stuff because that's something that frank enjoyed but couldn't do anymore and like frank was just painting all these pictures of bill and him and it was just so sweet and then when they died it was like no, well, I've already said this. It was it was sad because they had to die, but it was so beautiful that they got they this life together and they took control of it. And it was just they did this beautiful thing in such a time that that doesn't happen.
1: I know. I I was really pleasantly surprised because you were just like something's gonna happen to Frank. I was like, yeah, well. But then the thing that happened didn't happen. Because when they were out in the street arguing, I was just like, I know what's going to happen here. But then I didn't. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, they're going to fight. They're going to split up. And then it's going to show Bill getting old and crusty again. And it's going to show Frank getting infected and hanging himself. Yeah. But it didn't. It didn't. It was beautiful instead.
0: And isn't it nice? Like not knowing everything and experiencing something for the first time
1: yes i sometimes i am very much in the mind where when we are watching something i appreciate the journey instead of the discovery Mm -hmm. so like i don't care if i know how it ends because i don't know how it gets to the ending
0: see i like all of it because i have a brain that likes to try and figure everything out for myself yeah and I like to puzzle things together and and that's why I think you get annoyed watching TV with me because I'm asking <laughs> all these questions that clearly neither one of us have the answer to or in this case some of the time you do have the answer but you know how much I like to ha- see things yeah, for the first time You're just
1: like is this thing gonna happen and I'm like do you want the answer I could tell you the answer
0: See, also, the reason sometimes I ask these questions is because I just want you to know that that's where my mind is at so that when that happens, I can be like, I'm so good. I figured this out. Did you see that? Because it's one thing to watch something and be like, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. And it's another thing for me to be like, this is how what I'm thinking. And this is where I think this is going Yeah, to have and, those
1: verbal call outs yeah, to affirm that you knew what e- was going exactly.
0: on. Yeah. So that I could then later be like, <laughs> see, see, my mind was on the right track. There are a lot of times that I'm way, way off and I'll be like, we'll just not talk about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week, everybody. And now I, I have to pose this question. If, You were an interviewer on a red carpet in Hollywood, and you got to ask one celebrity a question. Who would it be? What question would you ask? And why would it be, why aren't you the prettiest boy?
0: (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode, and we will talk to you next week.